Welcome to the show. Hey there, welcome everybody out there. Uh, Dave here. Uh, I've got Chad and Chandler here. Say hello, gentlemen. Howdy, gentlemen. How we doing tonight? I'm uh, still trying to come down off that uh, live AEW Dynamite high, I'm feeling. Uh, How about you two? Oh, man, that was a ton of fun. Uh, it's, it's kind of bummed I didn't get to sit sit with you guys for the show, but uh, you, you, it was uh, sure, sure uh, fun as all heck. Yeah, my voice still hasn't come all back, so I was yelling basically the entire time, but my goodness, it was a ton of fun. Probably, I think Wrestle Dream is hard to beat, but definitely my second favorite live show I've ever been to. It was fantastic. Uh, yeah, Portland crowd, uh, definitely rowdy. Uh, I'm going to say a little more rowdy than Seattle, dare I say. Ah. What do you what do you think? Or like rowdy in a different way. Like Seattle, Seattle was like, like loud for just because there's so many people. But like Portland just has a weird sense of humor about it, I think. Yeah, I'd agree. Seattle was louder, but that's because there was a full crowd and it was a pay-per-view. So that was maybe a bit more of a smarkier crowd. But for Dynamite, I mean... Moda Center was half empty. Being up, like, completely honest, it was half empty. So I think the fans were like, we got to do everything we can to make it see, like, come back. Raw never comes here. SmackDown never comes here. We want wrestling. So we're going to come out in full force. And, I mean, it wasn't on the broadcast, but before and after, Tony Khan says he's coming back. So I'll take it. Yeah, we definitely hijacked that show with our passion, our enthusiasm. Uh, especially with the Keith Lee, Samoa Joe, meet, 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 meet. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad everyone was in on that. I didn't want it to be like a, only a couple guys or only this section, but watching the match back on TV, you can hear it. You can hear basically every single meet forever, all meet wrestling, like all of it, you can hear it. Uh, yeah, we were live for Dynamite in Portland, Oregon, uh, November 8th, 2023. Uh, we had kind of a cool cold open this week with Tony Schiavone backstage with MJF. Uh, Adam Cole calls a uh, on a video call. MJF tries to talk, or uh, actually, Adam Cole tries to talk MJF into picking Samoa Joe for his partner for the Ring of Honor tag title match. MJF says he will not pick Samoa Joe. And uh, what do you know, Adam, Adam, here comes Roderick Strong rolling on up with the kingdom. Uh, He offers to team with uh, MJF. MJF calls Roddy a joke and walks away. Adam Cole hangs up on Roddy. Uh, Roderick Strong gets real serious and said it's time to remind everybody who the hell he is. Uh, who the hell is Roddy, uh, Roderick Strong, Chad? Um, back in his NXT days, he was a technical assassin. Just everything he did was stiff, stiff, stiff. Uh, what was he, the Messiah of the Backbreaker? Just, yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah, I think that was turned... also pre-NXT, though, because I hear people were yeah. shocked that he came back to it in AEW, but I yeah. could be wrong. He, he just, from everywhere, he had 
uh, a way to get into a backbreaker somehow. It just, it looked like it sucked to fight this guy because he could not wear a lock the next day. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, uh, I mean, you got to see a little of that in that street fight with Jericho. Like, in that, he was super stiff, super proficient. Uh, So hopefully we get to see more of that. Like, I appreciate the comedy and he makes me laugh, but that will get old fast. And uh, it'll be great to see him just uh, beat some dudes up. Uh, What do you think, Chandler? Yeah, I mean, I don't have much experience with him, but he calls himself a wrestling legend. So who am I to tell him he's wrong? But uh, I'm interested in seeing what he's got to do, but I also still find him funny. So I hope he still comes out and goes, Adam, Adam, or Max, Max, and then has a four and a half star match. I'm all fine with that. Uh, but did anyone Asha, notice? Asha. Anyone notice on MJF's jacket he had 2024 written on it? Yeah. Not saying anything, but he's still planted in all our minds. He's got big plans. I don't know what they are, but I'm excited. Man, I don't want him to go. I really don't. <laughs> but yeah, could this be the return of a backbreaking mother effer, Roderick Strong? Uh, I'm all for it. <laughs> that that should be where we're going with that. Uh, yeah. Uh, and I do find it kind of suspicious that Adam Cole keeps recommending Samoa Joe now twice. Uh, there's something going on there. Uh, I don't know what yet, <laughs> but there's something. Uh, what do you think, Chandler? I mean, it's partially kind of why... Think Adam Cole is one of the only people who can be under the devil mask, even though he's injured and like that sounds dumb and it's not that interesting. I still think it's Adam Cole because why would you just say, Yeah, you should team up with Samoa Joe? Like, do you not see what Samoa Joe wants at the end of that? Like, does he not remember the match that MJF had with Samoa Joe where he needed Adam Cole to win? Like, do you not remember any of that? So it's definitely fishy, but. Samoa Joe in the world title picture. I don't mind. What do you think, Chad? Oh, yeah. No, it's probably all part of his master plan. Uh, point those two at each other, watch them soften each other up, then somehow swoop in and get the title for yourself. Uh, behold the old, it was me, Vince, all along kind of moment. Uh, that would be very cool. Uh, plus, yeah, I'm just loving how just all this stuff is starting to connect now. It's uh, making it super interesting and like always a reason to keep wanting to tune in and see how they're going next. And uh, like at work, I've got my one wrestling buddy and all day, every day, it's just like uh, throwing theories back and forth. And uh, he's got some pretty funny ones about who's behind the mask. Ooh. Uh, Can we hear this grapple sauce exclusive? Right. Uh, According to Benji, got to give him his props in case he watches. Um, He says, is Britt Baker behind the mask? I heard that because they said, like, I didn't watch the first time the devil came out and was attacking Jay White, but apparently it had a feminine figure. So could be. And that kind of like fits with the Adam Cole narrative where it's still Adam Cole, but he's not behind the mask because he's injured. So he's got Brick Baker to do all his stuff. And that's why Brick Baker's injured. Personally, I hate to say it. I would probably bet CM Punk. And that's so like dumb. I don't genuinely think it's CM Punk. I have no idea who it is, but I would have to guess CM Punk because I mean, 
I don't know if you've been following him as a wrestling fan. It's hard not to at least hear what he's up to, but he keeps on saying that he'll be free in November and he's not doing anything until November. And everyone thinks it's all he's going to WWE survivor series, November, like 25th or 6th in Chicago, which makes sense. But I mean, full gears also in November, maybe he's planning something big for that. If he is the devil, I also, this is like to the point of speculation where you just kind of keep going in circles and circles. And then you just get to a point where like, I just want to know who it is. I'm not, I I can think of a million different ideas, but I'm going to get nowhere near to who it is. So I'm just ready to find out who it is. What do you think, Dave? Yeah, I'm, I'm ready to wrap all that up at full gear. We, uh, we've been waiting long enough. I am glad we finally got a beat down instead of a, quick flash of the devil on the screen this week uh we were definitely long overdue for a for a uh, actual action taking place yeah uh really really into that looking forward to figuring out who it is that kind of leads into our first match of the night the uh, aew world championship match mjf versus daniel garcia they're calling it uh, Dance with the Devil. I kind of like that moniker. I'll, I'll allow it. <laughs> uh, the crowd was definitely firmly, definitively behind MJF. Uh, Ch- uh, Chandler, you actually became the uh, poster boy for MJF for the night, being uh, <laughs> zoomed in on twice. Uh with your scarf and all see it was a cody rhodes cosplay because it's a nice uh tie with a nice button down nice pair of slacks and i got this big old brown overcoat and the blonde hair obviously but i was like you know what i want some merch so i bought this mjf scarf and apparently they thought i was cosplaying mjf which i'll take i don't care but yeah um right after the uh match they showed us because they we were all doing the sportsmanship chant so that was just fun to get it on the show oh my gosh so much sportsmanship all over the show and as much as i love that spot i don't want to see it against jay white because i feel like it'll just take all the seriousness out of that match but like with daniel garcia it's perfect but anyway let's back up a bit dave how did this match break down uh well first off yeah it was oozing with sportsmanship (laughs) <laughs> by the way uh yeah we've got uh mjf mocking daniel garcia with his own little uh lame dance uh didn't look that good mgf reaches for a handshake but garcia slaps it away only for mjf to poke him in the eyes anyway uh kind of like that garcia hits some offense uh does a nice release German suplex, a roll through brain buster for a two count. MJF slapped Garcia. Uh, Garcia's tricep uh, looked pretty, pretty brutal. I've never seen that before. Uh, MJF hit a double underhook into a shoulder breaker. Looked pretty beautiful. And a hammer lock DDT. Uh, I believe he may have done that move one or two times before. I'm not completely sure about that, but yeah, not very, uh, not a very common move. I don't, I don't see that very often. 
Uh, yeah, let's see. Garcia hits a one-armed pile driver for a two count. Then into the dragon tamer. And he made the mistake of dancing while applying the dragon tamer to MJF. MJF reverses into salt of the earth for the win. Uh, we all knew that was going to happen. Uh, kind of bummed we didn't get to see a heat seeker from MJF this match. He almost got it in one time, but Garcia got out of it. So, uh, yeah. Uh, what do you think, Chandler? How'd the match look for you? It was a fun time. Uh, unfortunately, this was one where, I mean, Daniel Garcia was never going to win, so it wasn't like the outcome was always going to happen, but that's not a bad thing. You can still have fun with matches like that. And this match was really entertaining. I love uh, MJF selling when he's in like a predicament. Like it's best when he's getting suplexed or slam and he just goes, Oh shit. Cause he yells it at the top of his lungs and like the whole crowd hears it and laughs. Um, this Daniel Garcia was a monster in this, just him being able to do one armed pile drivers and his little, uh, recovery with his one arm dance was so amazing and i it was very entertaining and then the little bit at the end with him rejecting twice of uh mjf's handshake and it's just like all right are we gonna finally make you a wrestler are you still the sports entertainer like uh max said but yeah i enjoyed it i hope daniel garcia gets a push or maybe gets a title or something i don't really know what you do with the guy but he's over i mean his dance is breached mainstream normie media so he can do it uh what do you think chad what do you think of the match it was great it was competitive um i was kind of maybe hoping for a little more uh i've seen diana garcia and some bangers like him and um uh the dragon there uh brian danielson uh i don't think he quite hit that level uh, last night, but uh, I don't know. I, I was ready to try to go get the uh, you're a wrestler chant going, but uh, I don't think he ever quite hit that. But uh, I don't know. I, I was pretty surprised that that was the first match, too, that because you know it was a world title match. So uh, when they came out first, I was like, huh, well, maybe it'll be Swerve Penta. Nope, like. Everything I thought was going to be the main event came in, came in the first hour. So, mm -hmm. uh, so always cool to get your um, uh, what you think is going to happen uh, subverted, though. So that was cool. Uh, but all in all, it was fun. It was good. Um, it's nice to see. Uh, I feel like the last few shows have maybe been a little uh, legend heavy. So it's kind of good to see some of the young guys get a push and get some spotlight. So um plus it warmed me up like i was i was ready for the rest of the show after that so uh it achieved its purpose uh what was uh how do you feel about it dave great match to get the crowd pumped up not that we weren't <laughs> from the get-go anyway uh yeah real electricity running through the crowd last night I think I would uh, agree with you, Chad, yeah. though. The one problem I did have with this match, I thought it had like five more minutes in it. And then, I mean, I haven't been watching AEW that much. I didn't even know MJF had a submission. And so he won with the submission and it was like, oh, okay. Like, I get that. That's a logical ending to the match. I wish it had a little bit more. And there's another match later on in the card that I think could have used a couple more minutes, but it was still a good match. Still fun. 
Yeah, I agree with you on that too. Uh, definitely a fun match. Got the got the crowd pumped. Uh, yeah, and MJF is super over right now. Definitely a, a great baby face. I never would have thought that he would have pulled that off, but yeah, definitely, uh, definitely a, a baby face hybrid <laughs> kind of wrestler. Mm. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm into it. Yeah. I, again, I hope he doesn't leave AEW, but, uh, yeah, I'll keep my fingers crossed. Uh, next up, we've got, the one, the only, the legend, Sting and Darby Allen versus one of my favorite new up-and-coming tag teams, the Outrunners. Good Lord. They are a blast from the past. They look retro, throwback. Like, where is Jim Cornette <laughs> behind them with the tennis racket? He's banned from Give me that. You. He'll never be there, unfortunately. Maybe one day, but not today. Yeah, that's funny. I the mean, only uh, the only uh, note I took about this match is I think I'm an outrunner, Mark. Now, <laughs> plus, come on, yeah, Turbo I mean, have... Floyd and Truth Truth Magnum Magnum. Those are epic fucking names. Peak names. Peak <laughs> names. You can't come up with better names than that. Uh, Wait, I had. I, I actually had, think that's their God-given uh, real names, actually. Well, one of them, like, especially from the back, he literally just looks like Hulk Hogan when he was slimming down a little bit. Like, he's got the perfect Hulk Hogan late 80s, early 90s hair. It's crazy. I literally have one note for this match, by the way, so that kind of tells you how technical it was. It was, uh, it was a fun sting no-sell spot. When the outrunners, I think, did like a double clothesline to him, and they were doing their little silly spinning taunt in the ring, and Sting was just standing there, like, "Yeah, well, of it." Like that was really fun. But other than that, I mean, what else happened in the match, Dave? Well, the outrunners were in control uh, for a little portion of the match uh, against Darby Allen, tagging in and out. We finally get a hot tag to Sting. Again, Sting no-sells the back elbows from the outrunners. Sting gives Magnum and Floyd each uh, clubbing lariats, knocking them down. We get a Stinger splash to each of the outrunners. We get Darby Allen doing uh, a move which I love, the coffin splash. Gotta love it. Uh, we get a Scorpion Deathlock to... Uh, Truth Magnum, and we get a good old win for Sting and Darby Allen. Uh, this is my very first live Sting match. Uh, it was a little emotional for me. Uh, loved it. Uh, he definitely, you know, can't move like he used to. But uh, yeah, I uh, enjoyed it all. At any moment, I can watch sting wrestle i'm gonna savor it i'm gonna cherish it uh yeah a uh, couple notes i have here that was only his second match in portland ever and his last one was in 1989 when he challenged rick flair for the world heavyweight championship ow 
I would have maybe guessed the 90s or maybe a TNA stint, but 1989 is insane. I was nine years old. I was minus 11 years old. <laughs> but that's uh, a that's but, an interesting fact. I mean, yeah, the it was good to see Sting, and I think it was perfect because it's not like he fought the guns and squashed the guns in the way and on their way to a pay-per-view match. I don't think any of us had heard about the Outrunners before the match was announced. So, but showed some new fun talent and we got to see Sting live. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And the crowd loved Sting. Like Sting was going back up the ramp and people kept chanting like, thank you, Sting. Love you, Sting. And he literally ran back down and was high-fiving more people. And my gosh, he was eating it up. The crowd was eating it up. Just a fun time. Yeah. My, my favorite all-time wrestler. Uh, yeah. Top of my Mount Rushmore. Uh, yeah. What do you think, Chad? Uh, it was good. It was a fun time. Uh, yet again, uh, I can now say I've seen seen Sting live, so that's pretty badass. Um, I, it didn't overstay its welcome. It was, I think, I the whole show for me was actually paced pretty well. Uh, I like it that it was, you know, it was quick. It was to the point. You got to got to see Sting and Darby. Uh, and kind of a fun, really quick match. Um, kind of played to his strengths, too, because, you know, the longer the match goes, obviously the harder it would be for someone of his age. Uh, but, yeah, no, it, it was fine. And, um, yeah, like I said, really cool to see, especially uh, I was sitting right up on top, like basically right on top of the ramp, so I could, like, I got real good close-ups of uh, all of the guys coming in and out. So that was pretty fun, too. And also, when I sat down, I could sort of see down in the pit right right next to the ramp. I'm like, oh, someone's definitely going through that table that was set up down there. <laughs> I wonder who. We might get to that later on. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> uh, yeah, next up, we've got a match signing with Hikaru Shida and Tony Storm with Tony Schiavone. They've got it filmed in black and white. I like how Tony Storm calls uh, Tony Shivani, uh, what was it, Shivon <laughs> or Shivon? Shivon. Shivon. Oh, I liked Tony uh, starting it off just being like, don't adjust your TV sets now. Like, no one has TV sets anymore. It's all plasma. It's all, I'm watching this on a computer monitor. Like, I can't adjust it. I can, but not that way. Uh, Tony Storm says the spotlight belongs to her calls Sheeta Hikaru <laughs> uh, let's see Sheeta says she's going to do what she always does and beat Tony Storm which uh, I predict that Sheeta will in fact beat Tony Storm at the pay-per-view Ooh, bold prediction. Interesting. Yeah, I actually yeah, yeah. I actually really liked this promo. It was one of the stronger promos for me on the night. Uh and it really just like the best heels are the ones you can like understand. You're like, yeah, I get why you're acting this way. And you know, maybe not the dramatic psyche break, but you understand what letter there it was. Oh, I was gonna take the belt into Wembley, the biggest show of all time, and then you showed up and took it from me, and then I was gonna win it back and become the first ever three-time champ, and then you won it and took that from me. I think she said, uh, 
I couldn't make history, so I became history. I just thought she had some great lines, delivered it well, and it, I'm pretty excited for the match uh, coming at full gear. Probably one of my most anticipated matches. What did yeah. you think, Chad? Yeah, no, I loved it how she took this kooky kind of nutty gimmick and all of a sudden gave it some teeth. Like, oh shit, no, she's not, not, uh, yeah, not wrong. And also, like, she doesn't even seem to care if she wins the belt. She's just like, I don't care if I get the title. I want the spotlight. And it was like, oh, you know, uh, it all of a sudden, it all of a sudden made her character from, oh, this is fun to, oh no, now I'm really interested. So, uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing where they go. And I think Dave actually brings a good point too, is just, I don't know if she's going to win. I don't think she needs to. Uh, like she even seemed to th- not care if she'd win so much as she just wants the spotlight. So uh, either way, I think it'll be a cool match. And holy crap, I actually care what's happening in the women's division. On more than one front, that and the match later. Uh, Ooh, I thought we were both done. So. Seizing. For yeah. later on. Yeah. We'll get back to that. Uh, Dave, though, did you have any uh, other opinions on that? Um, nothing other than, yeah, I love the, the black and white bit. Uh, yeah, it really works. Uh, Tony Storm has a clear motivation. She wants, you know, to get revenge on Sheeta. She wants the spotlight which is a vague enough want or need to really just sum up what a a wrestler you know wants does that make sense like it's just vague enough to like okay that works for a wrestler they want the spotlight Mm -hmm. so yeah it doesn't have to be too thick uh but yeah i'm really uh really digging it after that, we've got a uh, match of the night for me. Uh, I would agree. Strickland versus Penta El Cero Miedo. Uh, yeah, match of the night. A uh, couple uh, big spots that kind of jumped out at me. Uh, Penta dives onto Swerve, onto the outside beautiful dive landed perfectly on him uh both men go for the same move like five times in a row until both of them go for a lariat and they both get knocked down to the mat the crowd loves it uh we're cheering this is awesome uh we get a sling blade to swerve looked pretty uh pretty devastating i'd say penta and brick brit baker have the most lethal sling blades of uh any two wrestlers that i a lot of people use that move and i think only like a couple of them actually pull it off where i'm like ooh, that actually looked good see what's funny is me and my wwe knowledge i before aew i thought the only person who did a sling blade was finn balor aka prince devas people may have known him better uh, and so to watch AEW and like everyone does sling blades, I'm so shocked. But I mean, it must just be like a new Japan kind of move, but it's always fun to see. And yeah, Pentas looks so great. Uh, what else was going on in the match? Ooh. Well, uh, Penta goes for what I'm calling a uh, 
fireman carry driver. I don't know <laughs> what on earth it was, but uh, yeah, Penta got him up in a fireman carry and just kind of flipped him around and drove him down uh, into the mat. Uh, beautiful. Uh, we get the most devastating <laughs> move of the night, I'd say. A Canadian destroyer to swerve on the apron. Uh, we get a lot of holy shit chants on that one. We get Penta connecting with a big diving foot stomp to swerve for a two count. Penta <laughs> snaps swerve's arm. Uh, devastating move to snap that puppy back. Uh, hit the Made in Japan for a two count. Swerve hit a Death Valley driver to Penta, returns the favor and uh, <laughs> snaps his arm, uh, Penta's arm in return. Uh, we hit the uh, Swerve stomp onto Penta for the win. Uh, man, I I don't think Swerve could have uh, taken that loss. Uh, Penta was going to lose that match from the get-go, but uh, a couple times it had me uh, wondering where it was going to go. Yeah, what do you think, Chad? Oh, for me, yeah, easily uh, match of the night. Um, I love how when um, Swerve got his, uh, his receipt with his own arm snap, and that caused uh, Penta to like sit up into the stomp. Like he like went up and took it right on the chest. That looks awesome. Um, the one thing that stuck out to me in these guys is usually um, like the high flyer style to me on its own nature kind of looks a little choreographed where this does not at all. Like it looked natural, like catch as catch can. Um, like super brutal looking where you know sometimes the high flyers definitely are a little easier to spot when they're you know clearly not i really trying to kill each other but this just did not look like that at all i mean he pulled the dude's tongue out like that was why that was awful uh, uh yeah and then of course we had uh, uh our good buddy chandler popped up on camera again during this match i know made note of too uh although i was easy because you uh you guys were sitting with matt so i could always find you i just looked for his bright yellow shirt on the screen i'm like oh there it is then i see dave's title belt <laughs> yeah it was helpful i didn't see uh either of us for this but my goodness i loved this match swerve is one of my favorite wrestlers right now so seeing him compete in such a high level match was great uh, one of my favorite things about AEW still watching is there's always people who I've never seen wrestle before, and there's always people who I'm going to be blown away by, and that was Penta tonight. My goodness. I I saw him at All In. He was in that big stadium match, and of course, me knowing nothing about him, him leaving and then coming back as another form with a whole costume change, I was like, oh, whatever. And then he still didn't really do much, but this, I was like, oh, he's a fantastic wrestler. Good to know. Um, not to just repeat your guys's spots, but that's all I had down was uh swerve pulling the tongue. Like who does that? That Canadian destroyer, that Penta hit like, Oh my goodness. I still don't really see Canadian destroyers in WWE. The only person who gets to hit them is bad bunny because he's bad bunny, but no one else really does them. So seeing them in like on the apron over the rope, crazy. And just 
Swerve's office offense looks so good. I believe every single one of his moves. And like you said, Chad, it's a high flying match, but it feels real. Like it doesn't feel like they're just choreographing shooting star presses and four fifties. It feels like they're actually putting together a match. Like, okay, if these people were actually going to fight and this was just how they fought, how would they do it? I loved the match. Uh, did we get any sort of... Uh, I remember Hangman Page being banned from ringside, but as soon as the match ended, did something happen? Yeah. Actually, uh, Hangman Page runs out with a chair. Uh, they end up on the stage, up on the ramp. Uh, Hangman Page hits Swerve a few times with the chair. And then we get a dead eye to swerve off the stage onto a table down below. Uh, I didn't actually get to see the impact. Well, me and you, Chandler, did not get to see the impact. Uh, Chad, you were right there, right? Yeah, that's my seat was about five rows right up. I was like looking right down on it. It was pretty cool. I actually got some good pictures on my phone. Maybe I'll try to post them. Oh, yeah. That's a good Uh, idea. yeah, Yeah. So. Uh, uh on tv it looked horrendous but i was actually like watching for it and hangman was actually pretty damn safe about it yeah he went through the table first on his feet then actually pretty uh pretty neatly put him down so uh, i was like i was kind of like oh the magic got ruined just a little but at the same time i'm super glad that he didn't actually kill a man <laughs> it's whenever people complain about like crash pads or referees holding ladders or them changing chamber matches to being like not just steel like yeah we get it it's not as painful but do you want to see your favorite wrestlers wrestle for 20 years or five years i'll take 20 in the padded cells and the crash pads and the hangman taking dead eyes on his feet like all for it and i mean dave you thought it was legit you thought something went wrong right Kind of the point. Well, we couldn't, we didn't get a good shot. We couldn't even see the table. So, as I'm with Dave, as far as we knew, he just jumped off the side. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Like, for all I knew, like, Swerve's leg was fucking flopping around, bent and half broke. Like, the, the referees, like, immediately reacted, like, oh my God. Like, they were, it was so beautiful. So beautiful. It looked good on TV, too. Yeah. Uh, the way like the front of the table came up like to hangman's like face like pretty pretty close too so uh mm-hmm. yeah it looks good man uh i'm really re- really loving what they're doing with that I um like hangman... i think oh i was just gonna say something real quick i feel like hangman looked really good in this because i feel like he hasn't been like as fired up as you would expect like For someone, we all assume he's a family man. He loves his kids, blah, blah, blah. For like a man to break into your home and cut a promo over your baby and then leave his sweater on as a or shirt on as a warning, like you would expect him to be super fired up and pissed and ruining every single swerve match. And so it's nice that he hasn't been doing that that much. And now that after this match, as soon as it was over, he ran out and it's something crazy. So it really built hangman up as like, okay, he's taking this seriously. He's pissed. He wants swerve to suffer. And again, I loved the first match. Can't wait for the second match. Uh, I think they're going to step it up at all. Go inside of a cage lights out or anything. 
not this late. Maybe the third one, but not this late. And I think they have to uh, put Swerve over on the second one. Like, or, okay, yeah, to have that, that trilogy, I guess Hangman's got to get one here, huh? I think, big, bold prediction here, Hangman's going to get his win back because he is still a top star and he needs to look good. He needs a win. And then they'll have like a steel cage or a lights mount, lights out or whatever at uh, World's End. And that's where Swerve will win. And Swerve will say, I'm coming after the world champion or the TNT champion. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. Uh, next up, we've got Alex Marvez in the back with Jay White and the Bang Bang Gang. Uh, all I wrote was blah, 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 better than MJF, blah, 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 tofu. Uh, I don't know. I just wasn't really into what Jay White had to say. <laughs> what about you, Chandler? Um, I actually, the content of it wasn't that bad. Like him responding to MJF and what he was saying with the Google Trends was funny. Where he was like, oh, it's because you're looking up yourself up so much and that's why your Google trends are higher than me. I don't care about that kind of stuff. Like the idea of it was good, but for me, the way Jay White delivered it, it kind of felt like he was nervous just in a way. So that didn't really sell it to me. And like, I kind of realized why like the bang bang gang as a whole and this feud hasn't been clicking. I don't buy them as main eventers. I like them. I think they're a good team but I, I just don't see them at the top of the card and I'm kind of getting tired of seeing them at the top of the card. So it's just like, as soon as this is all over, I want them to go for the trios championship. I think that's perfect for them. And MJF can focus on like actual main event talent. And that sounds harsh. It's just, they're not there yet, but I do love the guns. I think this show cemented how much I really do love them right now. There may be, one of my favorite tag teams in AEW right now. But what do you think, Chad? Is it just me or have they been getting bigger? Like they're taking off after their old man. Cause I like they they've always been in good shape, but they're putting on some muscle right now. Uh but yeah, I kind of echo your sentiments. Like they're fine in small doses, but yeah, like uh this prolonged feud for me, I'm kind of I'm I'm ready for the next thing already too. Uh, like you know, give me uh, give me juice saying something quirky every now and then. Hey, Ricky, they're like, Oh, that's he's funny, he's growing on me. Uh, but yeah, now I'm just kind of I'm kind of uh, gassed out on them too, just uh, not enough depth there. Um, uh, I think I was listening to uh, What Culture, am I allowed to say them on air? Yes, uh, and they put it perfectly for me when they were talking about uh, Jay White, which is. He's a very good speaker. I just don't care about what he's saying. Like, I like listening to him and like, oh, wow, he's like really good. He's got that accent. He's very well spoken. Just didn't really care what he was talking about. Anyways, uh, what happened after that, Dave? We've got a uh, weird little video game advertisement uh, for can't remember the name of it like they a dragon gate yeah like a dragon gate and the man who has no name or something like that it got actually, a long name 
It's the Yakuza. It's the game after Yakuza Six. It looks pretty badass. Nerd. I've been wanting to get into the Yakuza games. Maybe I will someday. They look like a lot of fun. They look like they're right up my alley. But one thing I will say about this promo hyping up the game slash match. It might finally be the end of this Kenny Omega Don Callis feud because it's called like the final boss battle. I don't think it gets any more final than that. I think it's finally over, guys. What do you think, Dave? Are you ready for the Don Callis Kenny Omega feud to end, or do you want it to last through 2024 as well? Oh my, yeah, I want it to end very badly. Uh, pick a new faction for them to feud with uh but yeah the don Callis, they, they right can, you uh, want them to, I, I want kenny to go back to singles and main eventer and all that stuff i'm i i don't want to like i get he's reserving his body and all that i'd rather not see him on pay-per-view than in tag teams like because these tag team matches just aren't really adding anything to the whole pay-per-view they're kind of just extending it yeah uh funny you bring that up uh speaking of tag team matches yeah yeah uh we've got renee paquette backstage with chris jericho and kenny omega uh the bucks basically would like a match with them uh jericho wants the stipulation that if jericho and omega win the match they get the young bucks title shot that they won a while back (laughs) that everyone kind of forgot about at least it still matters yeah 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 they didn't forget about it like keith lee and swerve (laughs) move on move on forget about it forget about it um the bucks want to up the ante and if they win the golden jets have to disband uh how do you feel about that chad being a man from winnipeg uh, you know, uh, when we do the high and low points, this segment actually was kind of my low point for the night. Uh, I love heel bucks. I don't like this version of the heel bucks. Uh, I like them when they're being over the top and shitty and, uh, uh, Matt Jackson is doing his weird caca, caca, and like that shit was that awesome. Before. Yeah, I don't know. Just being these like emo twerps. Well, how do you put it? Uh, I can't even remember what uh, Kenny called them. Sissy, whining, bitching children. Yeah, uh, kind of right there with them. Uh, was if if I was if I wasn't at the arena, I'd probably be switching the channel on that segment. Didn't like it. Was that a mother effing CM Punk reference? Calling the Bucks children. He's the devil. He's the devil. (laughs) There's another CM Punk. There's another one at the very end. But again, I don't want to. I'm going to keep putting it out there that it's CM Punk because it might get CM Punk fans excited, even though I don't think it's CM Punk. No. And the best argument I've heard for this is if CM Punk was able to be on AEW, they would put him on fucking AEW because he was a draw. Like, no, no, no. Just go chill over there and we're going to take Collision's ratings. Um, (laughs) So, you know what's funny is I want to know how Dave felt about this before I say my piece. But how did you feel about this promo, Dave? Unless you got anything else to say, Chad. Nope. I said my piece. Yeah. The whole Young Buck, Kenny Omega? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Segment? Mm -hmm. Uh, 
I mean, it's good to have an elite storyline. I'm happy about that. Um, their name is in the company. Uh, they didn't even have anything going on here for the past two or three months. Nothing with the elite, basically. Uh, Kenny and uh, Jericho were off doing their thing. I mean, I mean, I guess Hangman with the, the ROH six-man titles were kind of an elite thing, but it wasn't really a an elite storyline, I guess, if that makes sense. They were just the elite doing a thing. It wasn't turmoil in the elite, amongst the elite. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't mind it. Uh, I, I do think that along with what you were talking about, Chandler, we need Kenny Omega to get back into singles main event matches. And this is the only way for that to happen is for them to lose at full gear. Uh, yeah. I think Kenny and uh, Jericho are going to take the L on that. And uh, we're going to get main event. Uh, Kenny Omega. Maybe it'll be Kenny taking off that devil mask. Ooh. For me, um, I'm not that big of a fan of the Young Bucks. I haven't seen that much of them, but what I've seen is like, it it feels a bit too much of that choreographed, flippy wrestler that you were saying earlier. So I, I haven't been able to buy into them, but I also am willing to admit I haven't seen most of their matches. I've only seen like two, so I, I haven't given them a fair shot. But all I'm saying is, as we stand, I'm not that into the Young Bucks. I've never wanted them to win a match more than this match at full gear. Like, please just break them up. Send Kenny Omega on his own. But I don't think that's going to happen. I think they're going to double down on this Golden Jets. I think they're going to win. And um, they're going to get the tag title shot. And they're going to, I think they'll beat Ricky Starks and Big Bill. Because they have no idea what they're doing with them anyways. So, that's a little, my kind of cynical take. Um, and it's like, I respect Jericho. I like Jericho, but I kind of just see him as too silly and like comical. I mean, Sting is, and I know it's a little harsh to compare the two, but Sting isn't in this situation. Sting isn't wrestling with Kenny Omega and taking up his time. Sting is just doing his own thing. He's mentoring Darby Allen, which helps a, a youngster. Uh, and again, I, I kind of just want to see Kenny Omega like it's so odd going from like okay here's Kenny Omega at Forbidden Door having one of the greatest matches you'll ever see and then Kenny Omega at All In where it's like eh, kind of a meh tag team and I didn't see All Out but I hear his match with Takeshi was phenomenal and then you go to Wrestle Dream where it's just eh, it's another tag team I mean right now we were there who won the Wrestle Dream tag team match who pinned who I think I remember. Sammy Guevara pinned Jericho, right? Yes. But, like, who cared? That had nothing to do, really, with the story people cared about. It was Callis and Kenny, not Sammy Guevara and Jericho, and they're just mashing these feuds. So I'm past it. I'm ready for this to end. I want to just kind of move on. But, I mean, hopefully the match next week is good. I'm feeling a little bit more optimistic about it. Why are we getting another match worked out before the eight-man big show or Paul White? Like, 
Isn't that kind of like jumping the gun a little bit? Like we've already got a big Kenny Omega, Chris Jericho match coming up. Like, I don't know. I kind of feel like they're jumping the gun on on that a little bit. Maybe they just don't know where to put it in next week. But then again, I mean, they ma- they do that all the time where they just go, oh, in Collision, they announced a match. So, but that won't be a Collision for this, like, on the day of the pay-per-view. So, I don't really know. I mean, they can do whatever they want. They can announce matches whenever they want. So, I don't know why it had to be this week. But I I, I would like the Young Bucks to win. Uh, yeah, next up, we've got the ROH TV title up for grabs with uh, Samoa Joe, the current champion and longest reigning TV champion versus Keith Lee. Uh, we get a lot of meat slapping, uh, a lot of crowd interaction. Uh, we, uh, we hijacked that match with meat, 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 meat. Every hit got a meat chant. Meet forever, all meet wrestling. Uh, I can, we got a little brief beat that meat. I don't know <laughs> if anyone caught that one. I didn't, uh, but that's funny. Yeah, no the, uh, yeah. the 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 child in front of me asked his dad, "What does that mean?" They got to learn some way. Might as well be the Keith Lee Samoa yeah. Joe match. Like, yeah. I'll figure out some point. Yeah, see, it's a good thing. Uh, he'll figure dead. it out. That had just been he'll like, I'd have been like, yeah, in a few years, you'll, you'll, you'll get it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, hard hitting, two big behemoth men hitting each other, trying to hurt each other. What more can you ask for? Uh, <laughs> we've got Samoa Joe poking Keith Lee in the eye, uh, getting a shoulder tackle. Keith Lee uh, returns the favor with a pig pounce. It looked strange (laughs) seeing Samoa Joe fly across the ring. That didn't look natural (laughs) watching that on television. Uh, Yeah, unbelievable. Uh, we got a big leapfrog from Keith Lee into a crossbody to Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe rolls to the outside. Uh, we get picture in picture. When we come back, we got Samoa Joe giving Keith Lee a knee breaker. Looks like he is focusing on Keith Lee's knees. Uh, we got Joe giving Keith Lee multiple dragon screws to keep that pressure on the knee. Keith Lee ends up giving Samoa Joe a big German suplex. I know Taz liked that. Uh, Keith Lee pops Samoa Joe up in a power bomb. A little bit later, we got Samoa Joe uh, getting Keith Lee into that beautiful chokehold. Uh, and the ref ends up stopping the match with a uh, ref stoppage. Uh, Keith Lee couldn't. Get the job done. What do you think about all that, Chandler? Oh, I had a ball this entire match. I mean, I was so stoked for this. That was my one criticism of Wrestle Dream was not no Samoa Joe on the card. So getting a big Ring of Honor TV title match this time around, I was so stoked. And then Keith Lee, woof. Uh, I mean, you kind of said all the spots that I had written down, but 
I loved the Joe going for the senton that Lee countered to the suplex. I mean, these moves look great on their own. Like a German suplex always looks great, but then you see these huge guys do it to each other and you're just like, Oh my gosh, what are they made out of? And then like with the pop-up power on pop, pop-up power bomb, you see Kevin Owens do that to guys all the time, but they're typically smaller, the same size as him. You see Keith Lee do a pop-up power bomb to Samoa Joe. You're you're crazy, man. You can't be doing that. And then, yeah, I mean, Joe winning with the Coquina Clutch, great ending. And this was the other match that I would say could have gone a few more minutes for me personally, especially for Joe's last match as Ring of Honor TV champion. Spoiler, spoiler. But I would have wanted a few more minutes of action, but it still lived up to the hype that I had. I mean, I got to see Samoa Joe in, in action, having a big, beefy match. It was so much fun. Another funny little moment was throughout all the meat champs, the second it went into picture-in-picture, picture, Excalibur was like, oh, they're doing a bunch of all-elite chants. And Taz was like, I don't know how you heard all-elite from meat because they're big, meaty men, and they've all said meat. I don't know how you didn't hear that. It was just so funny how he's going <laughs> after him for that. But yeah, I mean... It's a hell of a match to be live in for. So glad I was there. And then we'll get to the end. But first, Chad, what did you think? Oh, yeah. Just like you guys, I it was so much fun. Uh, I thought it was probably one of the best versions of a Haas fight I've seen in a long time. Uh, they could either, you know, be just a little too lumbering and plotting, but this was still just fast-paced and, you know, you, you guys mentioned all the spots, but friggin german suplexes and pop-up power bombs like that's ridiculous for guys that huge um and of course uh yesterday was actually keith lee's birthday too oh yeah uh, so yeah you oh, gotta... we miss keith lee julia the incredible leapfrog. yeah oh. i didn't even know that for julia hart too they wouldn't mention that like they wouldn't mention undertaker's birthday so yeah. that makes sense but yeah, that was one little thing. Keith Lee did that international with Samoa Joe, so he was leapfrogging him. Like, what is this guy made out of? Yeah. And did you guys feel the ground shake when uh, some of those moves, the suplex and the power pop? I was like, oh, my God. That, this is insane. Uh, but, yeah, no, that was so much fun. Uh, and But, yeah, I could have I could have used, like, a few more spots, too. I, I really did not want that one to end. Uh, I was kind of hoping that would actually was going to be the main event, but I get why they did what they did. But uh, yeah, when I when I was uh, when uh, MJF came out first, I was like, oh, I guess that means the other title belt's going to be an event. Then I was like, or not? Yeah, uh, the main event was the last match I thought would main event. I'm right there with you. I was like, well, Matt, MJF makes sense. Ultimojo makes sense. We'll swerve because he's a big star. Well, I guess it's Jay White, but then, in all fairness, uh, they did put Jay White's shot at MJF on the line, so that makes sense. I didn't even know that when we were watching the match. Yeah, no, think of it. In two weeks' time, if things went differently tonight, we could have be watching Jay or uh, yeah, um, Daniel Garcia versus Mark Briscoe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I I knew that was gonna happen, but. I mean, all in all, it was a fun match. Uh, unless you had anything else to say, Chad, how did it fit? Like, what did Samoa Joe say after his 574th day as champ? Well, we get 
Samoa Joe relinquishing the ROH TV title. Uh, basically, in a nutshell, he wants to go after the AEW World Championship. And uh, God bless him. <laughs> Doing the Lord's uh, work. He's taking a Ring of Honor title off of AEW. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's kind of cool. I, I, I don't know what else he could do with that belt. Like, relinquish it while you're on a high note. Uh, yeah, he, he is now the greatest Ring of Honor TV championship ever. So, yeah, he can't beat that. Uh, I imagine they're going to have a tournament (laughs) coming up soon. Uh, Who do we think should uh, end up winning that tournament? Billy Gunn. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But I did want to. It's not a bad idea. I got something I want to bring up after this. But to answer your question, Dave, that's a good question. Um, because I don't know who they're like. Who's a Ring of Honor talent? And I don't want to put this on an AEW talent. But I also don't know who I want. Who? Alton Castle. That's a good pick. Um, I want to steal your pick because I don't know any other Ring of Honor guys in that area. But I'm going to say Kojima because it would be funny. And I love Kojima. Nice. And he has been around on Ring of Honor. So that's not that far-fetched. What, what, what do you think, Chad? PPA. Pretty Peter Avalon. Yes, you love him. I knew you. Oh, I kept God, telling yeah. Chandler that. I kept you got telling to see him Chandler. twice. Yeah. That's uh, pretty fun. I, I, miss, I miss him and Leva Bates as the librarians. That shit was funny. <laughs> Yeah, Peter. I mean, I've never seen him before last night. He was real funny and real good in the ring. No, that actually kind of shocked me. I've never seen him as good as he was. Uh, I've heard like pre AEW, he was actually like really good in that. Pretty Peter was actually his old character. Uh, I think he did an interview either with Renee or on um, AEW's podcast where he talked about it. But uh, I was like, oh my God, he really can go. He had a pretty good feud with um, what's his face, D and D boy, Cutler. Yeah, Cutler, Brandon Cutler. Yeah, that, uh, but even then, it was a, it was a little more buffoonish, and I was like, oh man, this guy can actually go. Uh, mm. Yeah, I don't know why he tickles me, but I love the guy. Kojima, Peter Avalon, Dalton Castle, three good picks. It's gonna be John Moxley, but I like our ideas. <laughs> um. So one thing I wanted to bring up, because I thought this was a really cool, maybe it was because we were in there live, and Smojo is one of my favorites, but I thought this was a cool moment, and it made sense, because 574 days, that's almost two years, dog, and it's, quite frankly, a Ring of Honor title. You can say I've done all I've done with this. Look at Asuka, when she relinquished the NXT title, she held it for like 500-some-odd days, and she was just like, you know what? I'm done with this. I'm going to the main roster. And like that this stuff is cool to me. I think it just kind of depends on how you do it. And this is one of those times where it was handled effectively. But other people were saying that it kind of buried the Ring of Honor title. Which, I don't know. I kind of feel like, eh. But the Ring of Honor TV title is not on the same level as the AEW world title. Like, that's not 
controversial. I mean, not to bring it back to WWE, but a popular fan bucking is you have Gunther on this record-breaking, phenomenal IC title reign, and how a lot of people say he'll lose it is he just relinquish it, relinquishes it because people don't want to see him lose yet. And I'm, I don't want that. I think I'd rather have someone beat him for it. But this is one of those cases where, really, who do you have Samoa Joe lose to for the Ring of Honor title and still have him be gassed up for this MJF feud? So what did you guys, do you guys think it was a good move, bad move? Did it bury the title? Because I would say it was a good move. I don't think it necessarily buried the title because it's, I think that's fair to say the AEW world title is bigger than the Ring of Honor TV title. But what do you guys think? Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. I I think Joe elevated it. And really, who in Ring of Honor right now could realistically take it off of Joe? Like, a lot of AEW talent, even though they most of them would be hard-pressed to do it. So, no, that was a great way to do it and a perfect reason to do it. Uh, I did I did find it kind of funny or ironic that you know he just he choked out keith lee then it was like okay now i'm done with it it was like if they wanted to they could have put it on him but uh no i thought this so this was more impactful and if anything really elevates it because he fought for it one last time he could have easily dropped it moved on how about you dave uh what's your views on this i didn't feel like the belt lost any prestige uh and like I mentioned before, we just get a cool tournament out of it. Boo hoo hoo, you know, like, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, I think I'm, uh, think I'm all right with it. Yeah. He, uh, Keith Lee could have won it. Uh, but yeah, it was more impactful. And again, I agree that it, it, if anything gave the belt, you know, more meaning. So yeah, I thought it was a good move. Um, and yeah, I think uh, Joe's beaten MJF at World's End for that world championship. Ooh. As much as I want that, I don't think so. I think I think he's staying through 2024. That's prediction one. And I said this like last week. I don't think it's anyone currently gunning for the title that's going to win it. I don't think it's Joe. I don't think it's Wardlow. I don't think it's JY, obviously. As much as I would love it to be Sergio. Goldberg. Goldberg. Oof. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's gonna be the the slow long con and eventually it's gonna be Adam Cole personally. Ooh. Okay, back to your Goldberg comment, because that, that brought up an idea. You might not be able to answer it that well. What would be a worse booking decision? Goldberg beating the fiend in 2020 or Goldberg beating MJF before MJF. I, I think MJF, but Fiend, it isn't that far off because you killed your Undertaker in the peak of his prime just to put it back on Goldberg, but you would do the same thing with MJF, and MJF is like not far from being a generational talent. Like he is not that far away from taking himself to the levels of Rock and Cena and Reigns and all that and Omega. He's not far. So I, I would agree with that, but it is kind of funny to think about. Yeah, if he holds that belt past full gear, that's over a year right there for his first title reign. That's pretty, uh, pretty amazing. Probably first of many. 
yeah absolutely um but yeah i can't wait to uh figure out how that all goes this is we've got storylines that are gonna bleed all the way into world's end in december i kind of like that uh living breathing world right chad (laughs) yeah that's my favorite thing (laughs) uh next up we've got orange cassidy backstage with hook he is serious he's not quite fired up but uh definitely focused he's calling out john moxley um basically he says he needs to beat john moxley he has to beat John Moxley, and at full gear, he will beat John Moxley uh, to make the international title feel right, basically. So, uh, yeah, that uh, that was a very passionate, uh, well, as passionate as it gets with Orange Cassidy. Uh, but, yeah, very focused, very serious. Uh, I think he should uh, probably beat John Moxley and put that shit to rest once and for all. What do you think, Chandler? I'm torn on this one. And I think I'm just looking forward to every match at full gear, either because I think it'll be a good match or like the Young Bucks match where it's like, oh, I want the Young Bucks to win. But this one, I could go either way, honestly. Um and like time is kind of just the worst thing about it is it's not long enough for Moxley to be a back from injury. And it's not long enough for OC to have the second title reign. But I think if OC wins here, it'll really cement him as a top star. But then again, it's like, are we just going to have another orange Cassidy long international reign, which isn't bad because I love orange Cassidy, but I kind of would like to see something else with the title, but uh, or I think they're just going to have Moxley continue where he left off and just do the Moxley reign. Maybe save it for Moxley Cassidy three, and that's when Cassidy beats him, whenever that is. Uh, but what do you think, Chad? But the sorry, the promo was fantastic. I loved Orange Cassidy's line where it was, I didn't pick up the pieces of Ray Fenix. I picked up the pieces of the international title that you left. That was a good line from Orange yeah. Cassidy. So both him and Moxley's promo were great. Very looking forward to this. But Chad, what did you think? Uh, yet again, I love the promo. I love how Orange Cassidy just keeps evolving. Uh, right back when he was like first there, he was just the the lazy sloth guy. Uh, then they got up into that one feud where all of a sudden he's like, I'm going to try. And that was actually a chant in the crowd. He's going to try. He's going to try. Oh, that's and, funny. Yeah. Then like he just like since then, he's like, for years just keeps getting a little more intense and a little more intense. And uh, I feel like that promo was kind of like the culmination of sort of his growth. Uh, Yeah. Seeing him fired up talking about laying in a pool of his own blood. I was like really, really evocative uh, words. Uh, Yeah. No, I was, I love that. Then like another segment after that when Mox, I like how they tied it like to, uh, two obviously video packages but like oh, i heard what you said and it, it was just really well produced uh is that how you felt too dave yeah i didn't really uh think of it like that like i like that the you, i heard what you said aspect of it like responding to orange cassidy 
that's basically what happened. Yeah, love it. Uh, the production side of it, uh, definitely, they're definitely upping their game on that department for sure. Um, but yeah, uh, next up, we get a quick squash match the guns versus the Bollywood boys. Um, always good to see the Bollywood boys. I think I've seen them, uh, almost every live AEW show I've been to. Oddly enough, uh, they were in Seattle. Uh, not when we went Chandler, but when we went Chad earlier in the year, just another time. They were that one. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, they're cool. Like I don't, I've never seen them wrestle outside of AEW, but I think they're cool. I I think, uh, I believe they got released by WWE and, uh, my yeah, favorite it's good Randy to see. Orton moment ever was uh, him putting him th- through the announce desk, and he did it a little, uh, a little too much gusto. And he actually just like totally broke the fourth wall and like looked right at the camera and was like, <laughs> "That's one thing I was telling Dave of." Is he's like, "Oh, were they in WWE or anything?" I was like, "Oh, they were in the Cruiserweight Classic, and then they were Jinder Mahal's goons when he had the WWE title." And I was like, but all they did was get murdered by Randy Orton every week. So that's kind of all they're known for in WWE is they got murdered by Randy Orton on a weekly basis for three months. And yeah, I it's one of those where like I forget about that. But yeah, Randy Orton's just like, but it killed the guy. Yeah. Oh, I, I know not your thing, but man, Randy Orton was kind of awesome back then. Yeah. The, Orton's great. He's a at legend. the time too. Tormenting Ty Dillinger or Sean Spears, as you know him now. Yeah, it's like breaking his fingers and stuff. Like what? Yeah. I complete this match was so short. I missed it because I went up. Uh, I was pretty drained after the Joe match. I needed some water. I had a huge headache, so I went up, got like a pretzel and some water to just kind of refuel. And I heard the like entrance, and I was like, "Oh, it's gonna be the guns match." Okay, and then it was already over. By the time I had bought my water bottle and I was like, oh, okay, it was a squash match. But what did you guys think? You guys were watching it. Dave? Yeah, real quick. uh, I don't even have any uh, offense that the Bollywood boys got in written down, but quick uh, 310 to Yuma for the win. Uh, We get the guns on the mic after the match calling out mjf for their tag title match uh austin gun ended up saying something about the crowd being fat pieces of shit i believe uh he I think- uh came out on twitter and said he got fined 500 dollars for it i'd get fined 500 bucks for that that's not much when you're a professional wrestler like but yeah, I think it was, they were talking about MJF's partner, and they were like, I hope he picks one of you fat pieces of shit to tag with so we can plug your ass into the ground. Like, I said it before, I'll say it again, I'll say it every podcast, I love these gun boys, the ass boys, they're so entertaining as heels, like, they are the best part of Bullet Club Gold, they are so entertaining to watch, and I think they're just about some of the perfect heels you can have where you want to boo them. You want to say obscenities at them, like, oh, you suck, blah, blah, blah. But you you appreciate them for what they do. But what do you think about the gun so far, Chad? Oh, yeah. No, um, 
man, right when they first started trying to heat up a little, when they beat FTR and stuff, they are kind of getting under my skin. And I'm like, I don't know if they're getting go away heat or uh, I'm just, they're just really effective. But now I'm kind of at that point where like, I'm almost liking them, like almost like MJF did, where he was like, heal, heal, heal. Then I'm like, nah, I kind of like him. And then he went face. I was like, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> so same kind of thing, right? Yeah, I'm really starting to appreciate them. Uh, and I think they've just put a, been putting in the work, too. I mean, physically, they look like it. And, uh, just, yeah, their performances are getting better and better. So, uh, yeah, no. Um, one of those acts that I think I've turned around on. Uh, yeah, didn't care for them when they first came out. But now I'm like, no, I respect it. How about you, Dave? Oh, yeah. I think they're one of, if not the most improved tag teams of the past year um yeah they're putting on that muscle mass um how about that amazing entrance where the camera goes around them while they're like it's so fucking good like i was really uh, sad i missed their big entrance uh like i just think it's such a cool entrance to watch live i was sad i missed it but yeah those the the air guns the big that they do when they put their hands up damn near made me shit myself i was sitting right next to the pyro <laughs> oh you got a front row view you were warm for all those pyro for Dude, like Penta that was, and Samoa. That was intense. Oh. yeah i uh think i might have actually got a little bit of ptsd from it it's your fault tony khan where's where's chad's <laughs> reparations huh right yeah <laughs> Give me free tickets to uh, Revolution 2024. Yes. Three tickets, three plane tickets, three hotel rooms. Make it happen. Uh, but yeah, the guns are calling out MJF. After they say their piece, MJF is back watching on the monitor. <laughs> Samoa Joe walks up and just smiles at him. <laughs> and MJF walks away. Uh, yeah, uh, then we get that really great John Moxley promo. Um, I don't have any of the uh quoted lines, but the gist of it is he's calling Cassidy. Um, as soon as they land in LA, it's gonna be gang warfare. Uh, Wheeler Yuta calls out Hook. Uh, yeah, should be great. I kind of want maybe like blood and guts out of this or something, which uh, Chandler is war games. <laughs> I've not seen a uh, blood and guts, but I was going to say, uh, first of all, I wrote down one line. It was just him. He like tussled Yuta, the great Yuta's hair. And he said, uh, what kind of example am I setting? If I don't beat your ass just because I can like stuff like that from Moxley is so good. And he says it's so raw. You're like, yeah, I believe it. I believe you want to beat his ass because you can. But gang warfare, do you think that'll turn to a match next week at Dynamite or something? on? I mean, there is a max match next week on Dynamite. It's Hook and Cassidy versus Yuta and Moxley, which that'll be good. But, I mean, do you guys think they'll do some sort of gang warfare match for full gear? Because I don't, I think it's a little too soon, but. I don't know what he meant by that. Uh, I think it could be heating up in my head. Yeah, I think it could be heating up for World's End or maybe even Winter's Coming. 
because uh, they do a lot of cool stuff on Winter's Coming. That's, that's Sting debuted, Moxley lost the belts to some pretty sh- bad shenanigans. Yeah, that was when uh, Omega turned heel and said, we'll see you on Impact Wrestling Thursday oh, night. Yeah. That oh, was when they started. Promos. Do you, the, in the in the trailer, the Tony Khan dude. buying time and impact and cutting those terrible dude. promos. That shit what? was great. Oh, dude, oh dude, Chandler. Wow, he did some like old school where it looked like nineteen nineties, like early nineties WCW background with Tony Schiavone. Like, dude, it was sick. Like, it looked like a late eighties promotion. Like, it was so cool. That's funny. But, uh, I mean, I, yeah, I forgot all about that, Chad. I was telling Dave, I watched a whole documentary about Kenny Omega's long belt collector run and his lead up. So I actually saw not the whole match, but at least where he turned heel on Moxley because he hit a one winged angel on a chair. I was like, yeah, that's a good way to end a match for that. But wow, I mean, crazy. But yeah, so I mean, any big predictions for winners coming? Maybe a good sting match. Salbert is coming back into wrestling. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they'll have to do that. Because, uh, yeah, that'll be his last winners coming, too. So uh, that's where he debuted. Uh, yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, man, what else could they do on winners coming? What's heating up right now? We might get a that blow off Wardlow. MJF match. We got to start getting some of these guys out of the way, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. What, like, let's say the devil's revealed at full gear. It can be anyone you want. That's not going to matter, but the it'll be MJF versus the devil at full gear. That means they got to get through Wardlow and Samoa Joe at least before then. So one of them for winner is coming, and then one of them for uh, maybe just another big collision match like the one with Omega. They they've done that before. They can do that again. I think it'd be a little disappointing for someone, especially like Wardlow. But I, I'm interested. I I'm putting my faith into the bookers. I think they'll do it well. Uh, but yeah, any other ideas, guys? I copy your homework. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let it. I'll let it slide. <laughs> well, what happened next after uh, Moxie's good uh, promo? Wasn't it a women's match? On my AEW. Oh, must be I the second to last match of quick, the night. We, we actually got a quick Wardlow promo in between that. Uh, Wardlow's got a sledgehammer, which I thought was kind of a neat thing. Are they like teasing, uh, <laughs> making fun of Triple H or something? But uh, he had a sledgehammer, and he says the first three years in AEW was hell. Uh, it felt like he had a foot on his neck. He felt worthless because of one man, MJF. And he goes on to say, the days of the devil ruling over AEW are over. So, yeah, quick little promo from Wardlow. Uh, yeah, they just like cooled him off so much. He is ice cold. I'm not, he doesn't feel like a threat to MJF, especially after 
finding him backstage last week or how whatever collision or dynamite that was not too long ago choking him against the wall and like letting him go it's like i'll I'll get you later like eh, that kind of like has fallen flat for me um chalk it up it's to my gonna take games. a lot yeah i mean if you really want it just kick his ass right then i feel but yeah i don't know not really doing it for me how do you feel about it chad uh it's one of those like I wanna I wanna let it play out, if that makes sense. I'm kind of like fence sitting there right now. Uh, uh, I think that the the next few weeks or even month will really kind of sh- tell you how 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 to feel about this feud down the road. Uh, I think it's just getting some steam. Uh, I'd like to see him in some matches maybe that aren't. Aren't squash matches, but see him come up on top on like maybe against a a Keith Lee or Samoa Joe or something that'll really establish him as a threat. Like when this dude gets his hands on MJF, like he could really uh, take like end end his reign. Uh, so I don't know, like some like uh, story adjacent stuff to kind of build him back up because he hasn't really done much since he's come back. Like he squashed a few jobbers, and that's kind of it. Yeah, I can. Uh, I haven't seen much of Wardlow. I don't think I've ever seen a full match of his. But I'll say these promos that they've done have made him look intimidating, and so I kind of buy it from that sense. And like, oh, this is going to be a big match for MJF. But like, when I think about it critically, I'm like, okay, Wardlow fits perfectly for beating MJF for his title. But I don't see that happening. I don't want that happening. I don't. Like I don't, I don't really think anyone wants that to happen. I'm sure there are some Wardlow fans who would, but most people don't buy it. Even though these promos have been good and Wardlow's delivery is good and he looks intimidating, but maybe if they give him some good matches and uh, give him a big win, like I don't know who though, because it seems like all their big stars are in matches or. They just got squashed. Like, you wouldn't want to do Jericho again. You wouldn't want to squash any of the BCC. You wouldn't want to squash, like, any of the elite. But some big name for Wardlow to just chew through and say, hey, MJF, that's going to be you, that would be pretty entertaining. But Ooh, Adam Copeland. No, because he just – you don't want to do that to a big star. (laughs) He's got a lot going on with Sting. Like – Maybe if he's got nothing going on after full gear and it's Wardlow and Adam Copeland and then Wardlow just eats Adam Cole, but he just debuted. You wouldn't want to lower his stock that much. I don't know. That's like one of those where in theory, I really like it. But when you bring it up, Dave, I'm kind of siding with you. Like, eh, maybe like, where is this going to go? I'm not, I'm not sure. He can't win that belt from MJF with mjf being a face but he can it would work if wardlow's the face and mjf goes back to full dastardly piece of shit heel that can work back where we were in the beginning when people were thinking hmm wardlow could take the belt off of mjf one day but now that mjf's a face I can't see that 
connecting in the same way. So, yeah, it's just not working for me. Uh, I don't think Wardlow's part of this uh, mystery devil faction either. So, yeah, I'm not sure. The only person but, uh, who might yeah. be connected is like, it's so weird. The only person who might be connected is like Samoa Joe. Cause he keeps on turning up, but I don't think he's running this. I don't think he's wearing it. Obviously it might just be him and Adam Cole scheming at the worst, but that's like, I mean, there's gotta be like four people, right? At least maybe it is the firm minus big bill. Or, um, or maybe like, they'll do like a enemy of my enemies my friend kind of thing and uh because you know samoa joe want, wants wants his shot but maybe he has to uh uh help help protect mjf uh like dismantle this whole devil thing before he can do it i kind of thought it was mm-hmm. the don Callis family for a second like four guys maybe but lots of good ideas maybe. Oh, what were you gonna say? A couple other couple other guys that are in the background that people don't really think about much are uh maybe Sean Spears, maybe uh uh Scorpio Sky. That could be a couple of mystery men going mm-hmm. on with that. Jungle boy. <laughs> yeah, no, with yeah. that that's one of the things I read was uh that whole breaking glass thing. Anthony Bowens did go through real glass. That's a CM Punk reference. Write it down, guys. It's in my notes. CM Punk. CM Punk. I ch- okay. I chanted that real for- quick. Tell me, tell me about how did that go down? With the Colt Cabana guy. Your your chant, like what oh. what transpired so, with that? Tell Chad. It wasn't even that long, but when they had some dark matches before the show, to just bring up nothing that entertaining we got to see like nick wayne powerhouse Hobbs, stuff like that uh and one of the matches was colt cabana and brandon cutler versus the outrunners okay so colt cabana came out and i i don't really care about colt cabana but i was like i'm gonna chance cm punk at this guy because that's funny so i started going cm punk cm punk and these two guys behind me, like a couple rows back, are going like, why would you even chant that? Like, why would you do that? He's not going to be here. And it's like, have a sense of humor. It's Colt Cabana standing in the ring. Of course I'm going to chant CM Punk. So, yeah, it was just something funny. Like, uh, that was the first thing I think of. I was like, CM Punk. Uh, he's coming back. Our Colt Cabana was on the show. There was broken glass. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. What did you say to me when you turned to me? You're like, ooh, I don't know if I... I was like, I've never wanted to chant CM Punk more than I have right now, and I've seen him in the ring. I've never wanted it more than (laughs) right now. But yeah, Uh, so... Those two guys did not like it. (laughs) All right, next up, we've got our one women's match of the night. Julia Hart versus Red Velvet. Ah, oh, so good to see Red Velvet back. Uh, good to see Julia Hart back too. Really, um, it was Julia Hart's twenty-second birthday, uh, according Insane to commentary. That she's that talented and that young. Insane. Yeah, I remember sitting there at a Wrestle Dream. 
her fucking entrance was epic. Probably like my favorite entrance of that night. Uh this one, yeah, yeah. definitely, uh definitely uh not didn't quite get the the pay-per-view luster, but it was still pretty cool. Yeah. Uh yeah, red velvet looked great. It looked like she like put it on put on a bunch of like muscle mass, like uh just like every part of her like looked beefier, you know, like uh she was out for nine months with a knee injury. Uh yeah, she looked good. Uh we've got at one point red velvet gives Julia Hart um some really nice uh arm drags. Uh one of them according to Taz was a Japanese arm drag. Uh, kind of had a little different angle on it, a little more uh, gusto to it. Uh, looked really great. Uh, both ladies end up doing the splits at one point in the middle of the ring. Uh, that was all right. No, I'm kidding. I loved it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Julia Hart looked very dominant, very aggressive. Uh Good-looking stunner to Julia Hart from Red Velvet at one point. Uh, We've got Red Velvet's amazing standing moonsault press to Julia. I love that move, Uh, especially seeing literally like when she first started in like 2022, 2021 with AEW. Like there were a couple matches where she missed her moonsault. Do you remember those, Chad? Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It uh, didn't would look be, great. I would be sad to see because I was thinking when I even watching this back, I was like, "God damn, that's a beautiful moonsault." Um, yeah. One, one funny thing I wanted to point out, Dave. I think you and Tony Schiavone are on the same level mentally because when we were watching it at the like live. There was this one spot where I might be wrong, but like Julia was in the corner and Red Velvet was like basically holding her with the ropes as leverage into the corner. And you leaned over and you tapped me on the shoulder and went, Hey, you know, her dad's an old retired boxer, right? And I went, Oh no, I didn't know that. That's cool. Well, watching the match live, right as she's doing that spot, Tony Schiavone goes, Oh, Hey, do you know, her dad is a former retired boxer. I don't know what else to say. You guys are linked mentally, but I hire this man. Exactly, huh? <laughs> Dave on color commentary uh, for Dynamite. Chad and I day, will be on collision with Nigel McGuinness. I don't perfect. know. Dave's getting some pretty good play-by-play uh, action going on these days here too. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get better. I'm trying to cut out the the fat, only the important shit, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh. But yeah, uh, definitely her father is a retired boxer. Um, yeah, um, let's see. Where were we at here? Um, yeah, that beautiful standing moonsault press. Uh, watching her land it perfectly now compared to back then when it was a little rocky. And then I remember she hit another point where she was getting a little better and better and then like, she nailed that thing every time. Uh, but yeah, it's good to see the improvement of a wrestler over the years uh, and actually be able to identify that. But uh, 
after that, let's see. Uh, we've got what's called an iconoclasm uh, to Julia Hart into a pin attempt for a two count. Basically, uh, Red Velvet uh, flipped Julia Hart over her head onto the mat into a pin. Uh, from what I found out doing a little research on that move, uh, Scarlet Bordeaux does the same thing, but she'll cross the arms of her opponent and flip her over and slam her and pin her. But uh, yeah, that was kind of a cool move. I've never, I've probably seen it, but I've never heard it called that or had it referenced to another wrestler. So do you guys know what spot I'm talking about? Yeah, I remember it. Um, I also remember Scarlet too. She's a badass actually. Liked her her and uh, her husband's gimmicks on uh, WWE. Uh they've been around a lot i don't know if one of them's injured but i can't remember the last time carrying cross was on tv might have been the rumble that's the last time i remember it. but i haven't been watching him he hasn't been on pay-per-view since the rumble for sure but and i didn't even know scarlet wrestled i thought she was only a manager so that's kind of where i was at with that but yeah um i thought this match was a lot of fun but it wasn't like that great uh it just kind of felt like julia hart's warm-up match because this is their first match since Russell Dream and it also was just kind of an angle because it was setting up more matches but uh Dave how did this match conclude we get Julia Hart hitting her phenomenal moonsault press for the win from the top rope uh yeah give me more of that please that that move devastating uh yeah I, I we need to start winning a belt please <laughs> tony khan i know you're listening uh put a belt on that woman um i have something sacrilegious yeah, Julia. to say so i'll go for it tony storm is going for the women's championship so that's a little busy she already fought statlander so she probably won't beat her again so what women's title is there for her to go for the Ring of Honor women's title. Program with Athena. Athena. I think I would want the program with Athena. I would not like, and I would want the idea of a title on Julia Hart. I wish it wasn't the Ring of Honor one, but that sounds like money. Sorry to interrupt. That intrusive what? thought just took over. I had to bring it up. Wait, no, you're right, though. Win or lose, a program with Athena is going to raise her level. Because like Athena's doing some of the best work in wrestling right now over there, sucks because hardly anybody's anybody's seeing it. I mean, what little I got to see at Wrestle Dream with her and Billy Starks, they were two members in an eight-man tag that was mixed and it was all over the place. But they were some of the best parts. They were so entertaining those two, and I wish we got to see it on AEW. Yeah, that would be uh, the natural progression of where tony storm should be going after this so yeah that'd be a good storyline for sure um after julia gets the win with her moonsault press uh she applies a submission to red velvet sky blue comes out 
uh, Julia Hartz and Sky Blue have a little stare down. Statlander comes out, and they all just kind of stare at each other awkwardly. And then Julia Hart leaves. So, uh, yeah, we'll see where that all goes. I'm sure we'll get some kind of a weird tag match announced coming up here soon. Um, then we've got RJ City backstage uh, revealing that Mariah May has debuted for All Elite Wrestling. Uh, she's pretty popular in stardom over in Japan. Pretty big independent name. I know the WWE were uh, inquiring about retaining her services. But uh, yeah, looks like she signed with AEW. And she's going to have a weird uh, obsession angle with Tony Storm. Uh, getting a mm. little flashbacks of uh, uh, Trish Stratus and Mickey James. Anyone remember that? I've heard about it. I didn't watch it live. I know about the infinite, infamous uh, match at WrestleMania. But that's interesting that AEW actually got Mariah. It's one of those I didn't know about it going into it, but now that I know a little bit more info, it's just interesting because I don't know if you heard, Kyrie Sane returned at the last big WWE pay-per-view and the dirt sheets are reporting. And a lot of the times you can tell when it's just dirt sheets reporting crap and dirt sheets reporting like, oh no, this is what's going to happen. This is what's going forward. Is there kind of putting together a big old uh, women's division on SmackDown. And it's going to be a whole lot of people that quote, you wouldn't expect. So if they're looking to suck up a bunch of stardom wrestlers and new Japan wrestlers to build some sort of super women's group on SmackDown, Mariah, and they were interested in Mariah May and she was in stardom. That would be a big name for that. But maybe it's just like, you know, with Jay White, everyone thought, even AEW thought he was going to WWE, and it's just sheer coincidence that they missed out and couldn't do it because of the merger. So that's kind of a name that I'm also surprised slipped through the cracks considering WWE's current plans. But for you guys, have you ever seen a Mariah May match? Have you ever heard about her? Because I've never heard about her before AEW. Uh, yeah, no, it's completely new to me. Uh, I liked the little bit I saw. Her promo was kind of uh, amusing. I'm more in I'm interested to see what happens next. Uh, but you, Dave? Yeah, I've heard. Yeah, I've heard a little chatter about, especially the past month. Like, you know, reading the dirt sheets and hearing about WWE was interested in her, and AEW wanted to get, you know, her signed. Um, but yeah, I haven't actually watched a match of hers, uh, but I hear nothing but good things. Like she's good on the mic. She's good in the ring from what I hear. Uh, so yeah, this should be, uh, nothing but good news, man. If they can get Britt Baker back, Thunder Rosa back. Britt Baker's on TV. Um, she's the devil. What are you talking about, Dave? She's right there. She did it in the, the, um, is that Doja Cat? She did it in the Doja Cat video. Yeah. Yep. Even though even though it's when Doja Cat is literally saying the word devil, she does it, but it means she's the devil. And then don't forget about uh, Jamie Hayter. Like, God, when we get her back, like, they should just put the belt immediately back on her. 
Well, that's <laughs> probably why it's been so scrambled since she got injured is because Tony is like, I'm just going to wait for her to come back. And so it's just like, I'll do this. I'll do this. I'll do this. And then the second she comes back, it's like, oh, right. We're back to where we were. A bold prediction. They're putting the belt on Jamie Hayter at all in 2024. <laughs> I don't think that's that bold. I mean, that was met. She should be healed up by then, and that was what we're supposed to do at last all in, right? Dude, she should be back by now. Like she should be any time. I hope. But yeah, there's some pretty intricate don't don't forget about uh Mercedes Monet. Like she could pop up at any moment in the AEW women's division. Yeah. Yeah. Woo. I think she's also still that. injured, but she was at all in. You never know. Yeah. Yep. Um, but yeah, we are uh, coming up on our main event of the night. Jay White versus Mark Briscoe. Uh, Mark Briscoe looked like a million bucks. Like, holy shit. Like, kind of like what you were touching on a little earlier, Chandler, about like you didn't really expect this to be the main event, but what we got, you know, made it worthy of being the main event. Oh, it delivered. Like, and it being for Jay White's shot made up like if I had known that, I would have fully been all on board for this. But the match itself sold it. But you want to run through it a little bit, Dave? Yeah, yeah. Uh we get a Big superplex to Jay White from Mark Briscoe for a two count. Uh, we get a little redneck kung fu. Uh, Mark Briscoe slapping Jay White uh, in the turnbuckle, turnbuckle so hard that he knocked Jay White out of the ring. Uh, we get a diving drop kick to Jay White uh, to the outside. Then we get a big elbow from the apron to Jay White from the outside. Uh, we get a uh, triple team from the Bang Bang Gang uh, beating down Mark Briscoe while the ref isn't looking. Um, you know they're going to do that. Uh, we get a pretty cool chop exchange. Uh, we get a, a neck breaker to Jay White. And Mark Briscoe kind of barks while he does it. And right when he does it, I can see you, Chandler, on the on TV leaning over to me. And you go, he went nya, 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 while he did that. <laughs> and that's what you and I saw you telling me that at, right after he did it. It was pretty cool. Well, yeah. It was really surreal watching myself watch wrestling. Yeah. It was so weird. Right like I, I'd get invested in the match and I'd like had a habit of looking up for uh uh I won't say his name, but our friend's shirt, the big yellow shirt, and just be like, oh there, boop, boop, boop. oh, there I am again. Focus on the match, focus on the match. It's like, oh there I am. I wonder what I'm thinking. I'm like, no, 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 it's better. Um, but yeah, uh I don't know if we want to just break down the match, but yeah, I loved this match. Uh I have no knowledge of mark briscoe prior to collision i mean i know about the unfortunate tragedy and the series of great matches they had with fdr but other than that i knew nothing this guy is so charismatic he's so fun in the ring 
I'm so glad that he's back on AEW. They immediately gave him a main event of a dynamite. Um, I hope big things for him. I was kind of thinking like, well, what do you do with Mark Briscoe? How do you utilize this guy? Not anytime soon, but maybe you heat him up to take the TNT title off of Christian Cage. I, I could see a world where that's happening. You know, I, I think he's got that fire. I think he'd look good with a title around his waist. But yeah, uh, this match, I mean, I loved it because it was like Mark Briscoe and his intensity was almost enough to hold back the Bullet Club gold. You don't really see that often, but one guy able to just kind of take them all on. I loved every, like, I don't really like it when matches go out on the outside and go to the ring, but I really liked it in this match. I thought it was engaging. Uh, I want to give Jay White his dues in this match. He was perfect in this match as the heel who, like, maybe not a veteran, but maybe more experienced in that he's been on a top level more than Mark Briscoe in singles matches, so he can kind of hold his own a bit more. But And in the end, it was a clean win for Jay, which I felt heated him up for the main event. Like, as much as I still agree, like, I don't really like Jay Jay White. I don't really buy him, but this dynamite made me get a little bit more excited for his match with MJF at full gear. Like I'm, I think it'll be good. I'm looking forward to it. I want to see how it plays out. Well, how did you feel about this match, Chad? Uh, I had a really good time with it. Uh, I love watching Mark Briscoe. Uh, that dude, I, I'd love to go for a beer with him after. <laughs> he's, I think he'd just be a hell of a lot of fun to hang out with. Um, uh, yeah, it was enjoyable. Uh, I think one on one without all the uh, without the rest of the faction there, Briscoe had it. Uh, but you know the numbers game took uh, the numbers game won out, and uh, sadly he didn't didn't walk away with the win. But um, shoot, yeah, we we need to see more of this guy on our uh, on our TVs in the future. Uh, I love the idea of him heating up and maybe going after the TNT. That'd be cool. Uh, or maybe uh, eventually dipping, finding a partner and dipping back in a tag team. Yeah. Maybe uh, make can, some noise uh, on collision. That, take that international title off of whoever wins yeah. that full gear. I was thinking maybe he's just in that right spot of, well, he's maybe not going to take a title off of someone who's currently holding them, but didn't the title just get vacated? Wouldn't it be kind of nice if this red hot baby face took it? And I know that's another AEW talent getting a ring of honor title, but I feel like this is one that'll be fine. Cause Mark Briscoe would put like have a tear on it. I feel like he'd actually defend it on ring of honor. I think that'd be a good step for him. But what did you think about the rest of this match, Dave? Yeah, we've got uh, Mark Briscoe giving Jay white a beautiful fisherman's buster for a two count we've got mark briscoe getting getting a two count from uh the froggy bow uh at one point well towards the end of the match mark briscoe goes for the uh j driver in honor of his brother but uh jay white ends up hitting his uh blade runner for the win uh yeah, great match. Uh, super excited to see Mark Briscoe. And uh, I agree with you too, Chandler. It did kind of 
raise Jay White stock a little bit. He, you know, won the match uh, cleanly. Uh, no, not too much shenanigans. But, uh, yeah, I can watch Mark Briscoe wrestle all night long. Um, MJF ends up coming out uh, behind the uh, Bullet Club Gold. Uh, MJF takes out the rest of the uh, Bang Bang Gang with his AEW Diamond Ring. Uh, MJF and Jay White are face-to-face in the ring. Jay White ends up rolling out of the ring, uh, running up the ramp. And then we see up on the big screen, the acclaimed are getting attacked backstage by masked men. Uh, Anthony Bowens gets thrown through a glass window. The devil appears on the screen and cuts out. MJF runs back, uh, finds the acclaimed battered and broken on the ground. Samoa Joe walks up and says, it looks like you're running out of friends, champ. Or are you? And then does the most evil, maniacal laugh. Oh, I love it. Dude, he is playing such a good character. But yeah, I absolutely love the ending of this dynamite. Like, the intrigue, like, the chaos, like... Who are these people? Like, oh my gosh. Like, nobody can say they don't have storylines. Like, anyone who's saying that right now is stupid. <laughs> what do you think, Chad? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that was such a perfect way to end a show. Because, shoot, I mean, between talking to you guys and talking to some uh, friends at work, that's all we've been talking about all day. Uh, I, I uh, they they clearly achieved their goal, which is, hey, I give a shit. Uh, <laughs> What's uh, happening next week? I'm gonna have to tune in to find out. Yeah, yeah, no, it's perfect. Uh, and I'm I'm super interested. I think I think I haven't been this invested in the storyline since probably uh, when uh, Hangman Hangman and Kenny were tagging. Uh, that's high praise like to me that was like bloodline level storytelling like it it was really good i think they're starting to approach that with this stuff so uh i don't know yeah you you feel the same chandler maybe not that hyped like i think the most i've ever been into a wrestling story like ever is cody rhodes going into wrestlemania this year because like i was following that man in wwe when he sucked like he did the i loved him like he was never going to go anywhere and he had to leave. And I was following him throughout there to see him come back, see him win the rumble. I was so hyped. I watched every promo he had with Roman. I thought they were all great. So that's my, my pinnacle. I don't think I've seen anything in AEW that's nearly that high, but I'm invested. I mean, like you said, it's making me watch. I want to know what happens next. Uh, poor the acclaimed. We got to see him, but it was at the back end of a beating. Um, yeah, uh, we, when all you can do is speculate, it just makes you even that more excited. Just build up your interest more and more. And like, if you're thinking about it on your way to work, you're thinking about it in the shower, you're thinking about it before you go to bed, like good TV, good programming. So I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Dave, you had to make one bet. Your entire life is on the line. 
Who's under that mask? I think the safe bet would be David Finley uh, from the Real Bullet Club. I can How see about that. you, Chad? Uh, as much as I lo- I like your answer too. Uh, thing is, like every time I hear hear a good argument, I kind of get swayed. But I'm gonna stick with mine. It's Sean Spears, and the rest of the pinnacle is the uh, the goons. And I'll say it's Britt Baker by a proxy of Adam Cole. So it's Adam Cole pulling the strings, but he's injured, so it's not him behind the mask. And I'm just gonna say this these people under the mask are not the kingdom. They're not maybe they're the pinnacle, maybe Adam Cole's using them. I think. This might be a long con for Adam Cole to get the title back. Do you like Roderick Strong? Like, (laughs) that's exactly what the devil would do. You know what I mean? Like, oh, man. There's so many ways it could go, man. I think. Why would you say that? (laughs) I think Roddy's a comedic red herring in this right now. I think he's just here to be like, Adam. MJF is the devil. Here's why he's doing this. And that's why, like, the dumbest people on the internet are like, yeah, it's MJF. It's multiple personalities. It's this, it's that, it's whatever. And it's like, no, we literally saw the devil tonight. Yeah. We saw that, like, no, I, don't, I think that I really like people guessing, like, what's the worst idea for this under the devil oh, mask? Yeah, no. Uh, I've heard. I've heard Tony Khan, and I kind of wanted to be Tony Khan or Danhausen. Ooh, like all this series, like pulls who off is the it? mask in his Danhausen's mask face, and you're just like, oh, so are you getting a title shot, or was this all a joke or hornswoggle? Too tall, <laughs> too tall, not feminine enough. Maybe this is how Mercedes Monet gets in. She's just like, screw it. I'll screw the women's title. I'm above that. I'm going for MJF here. Marco Stunt. <laughs> Vince McMahon. That's he hired Tony Khan, brought in Ric Flair. He'll bring in Vince McMahon. He doesn't care. Yeah, it's Virgil wearing a Vince McMahon mask under the devil mask. How's he able to breathe? <laughs> There's too many masks. Oh my gosh. Uh, um, yeah, great episode. Watching it live is an entirely another level that you could never know unless you're there. Um, let's see. Let's get into our uh, high point, low point for the night. Uh, my high point for the night will be my match of the night. Uh, Swerve versus Penta uh yeah that was sick like that kind of makes me wonder if that's what lucha underground is or was um i'm gonna have to uh delve into lucha underground i think and kind of figure out what they uh what they have to offer my best Uh, guess i've never seen it i think it's wrestling like that with a little bit of spooky sports entertainment and a lot of production value. But I haven't seen it, but that's my guess. I know we've got uh, Johnny Johnny TV or uh, John Morrison was in Lucha Underground, Taya Valkyrie. Um, let's see. 
Who else? Do you guys know of anyone else who's kind of like... I can only think of famous. WWE names. Like, I know Rey Mysterio was in there for a cup of coffee. Uh, I know Ricochet was Enter. there under a mask. But what I mean, I'm sure Ray Phoenix was there, maybe Commander, just under different names and different masks. But yeah, I'm not too sure. Yeah. What was your low point? Uh, the Jay White promo. It just didn't resonate with me. Blah, 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 tofu. I'm better than MJF. Just eh, didn't really do it for me. Um, but the match that he was in, you know, totally different story. Like, I just don't, I'm not captivated by him on the mic. I think if he was maybe angry <laughs> or a little, like, a little aggressive in his tone, it might be a little more captivating to me. A bit more fired but, uh, up, give it a bit more passion in his promos. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. What about you, Chad? Uh, how about you, Chandler? Oh. Go, Chad. Go, go, go. Ah, uh, I are confused. Uh, <laughs> so I already, I already kind of hit my low point, but I'll reiterate it, which was, uh, for whatever reason, the Bucks segment. I don't know. Just didn't do it for me. Um. Uh, yeah, I don't like. I didn't like seeing that version of them. Like the uh, the. The uh, annoying kids. Uh, yeah, wasn't for me. Uh, high high point, I think, is just the Penta match. That was pretty pretty mind blowing for me to see something like that live. That was uh, like literally like we'll go into a kung fu movie, seeing it right in front of you. Like I don't know how these guys are doing it, but I'm here for it. Now, how about you, Chandler? For me, uh, maybe just because I was live, I didn't really have a low point. Like, even the two promos you guys had, there was something I appreciated about them. Like, at least in the Young Bucks promo, I agreed with them. So, like, yeah, they're kind of being bitches, but they're not wrong. So, I'm, I let it pass. And then I stand by the content of Jay White's promo. I think he had decent stuff. He just might not have delivered it well. For me, my low point would be Chris Jericho. I, I hated his smug face. Like this smug face where he's like, hmm, I'm Chris Jericho. I started AEW. Oh, that is it. Chris Jericho saying he started AEW. Dave knows. I went off. I was like, I knew you can't say it, but there was a Cody Rhodes there, okay? He's, he matters. He started this shit too. And I know Chris Jericho, like, there's like eight different things that started AEW. And for Chris Jericho to basically be like, yeah, it was me and the Bucks. Like, no, I, that was my low point uh, was Chris Jericho. Uh, my high point, I'm not going to say the Swerve and Penta match, even though that is the best match on the card. I'm going to say the two wrestlers who I underestimated in going into tonight, which was Penta and Jay White. I thought they were fantastic to watch. And yeah, of course, these talented wrestlers who have been world champions across the globe you know it turns out they're pretty good but for someone who hasn't gotten a fair shot with them it was really good to see them have like really good matches and be like oh this is why people really love penta this is why the crowd was insane for penta despite swerve being on a great run this is why some people really love jay white and think he's a generational talent so yeah i won't say the penta match i'll say penta and jay white for surprising me and delivering much better than i thought so when you first started off of the you just said i'm gonna put over these two guys i thought for sure you were gonna say the outrunners no i liked them but <laughs> i 
Outrunners were exactly what I thought they were going to be. They were a funny jobber squad, which there's nothing wrong with that. If anything, it makes them more memorable than anything else. Yeah. Hopefully they get more opportunities from, from Tony Khan. Like, let them job all over the place, man. <laughs> I wonder if I can get some Outrunner merch before the show on Sunday. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, get really good episode. Um, hot crowd, hot live Portland crowd. Uh, everyone was in it to win it. Um, Tony Khan said yeah, he's really coming good. back. I'll be there. Yeah, yeah, me too. Um, I've hit every Portland and Seattle AEW show that has ever occurred, so I don't plan on stopping now um i am gonna when i do the seattle trip i want to take the train and chill yeah that'll be a bit (laughs) more fun i want to get a hotel room instead of a motel room too yeah yeah (laughs) it's all about the h instead of the m you know Mm -hmm. uh we're going to have Collision coming up uh, Saturday. I haven't looked at card for that yet, but uh, I guess I do know Sting Darby, Adam Copeland versus Lance Archer and uh, the, the, uh, the weirdos. Yeah, the righteous. Yeah, that's cool. We, we'll, we'll probably see Jake the Snake out there with them. Uh, I'm, all, I'm all for that. Um, but yeah, other than that, I really can't remember anything announced. I'm sure they announced a bunch of shit, but I'm um, looking right now. I'm trying yeah. to see. I, I'm only seeing the trios match that you just said. Maybe that's all we got for now. Oh well. Yeah. I thought they announced something on Dynamite, but I can't remember. Yeah, I think they've but, been a little yeah. more uh, last minute with a lot of their announcements. Mm-hmm. For sure. Cool. All right. I uh, think that'll be it for the show. Um, like, share, subscribe. Everyone out there. Ring that bell. Get all our notifications. Comment. Share the video with friends, family, coworkers. Anyone who wants to support, come on out. Maybe next time. All the... All the Dipper Nation will come out. We'll sell out Moda Center for AEW. They'll have to start running pay-per-views. This is how we get Portland to be the next Chicago. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I don't think, Chad, you know this, but our community are going to be called Dippers. Okay. Explain. We're we're grapple sauce. What Uh, are they doing? They're dipping into it. Okay, okay. (laughs) so they're the chicken nugget and we're the (laughs) condiment we're the ranch is what you're saying yes uh yeah 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 so yeah we're uh we're having a lot of fun doing this uh we're gonna keep uh keep bringing you fun content uh eventually we'll get into the more food uh oriented things too i want to do some uh, hot sauce 
um, sampling, maybe some spicy food. How do you do with uh, spicy food, Chandler? Oh, I hate it, but that'll make good content. So I'll, I'll, I'll put it on yeah. the line. I'll put my manhood on the line for content because that's what it's all about, baby. We could uh, do some predictions and like have some system to where the loser has to eat some ridiculous thing. Mm, one chip uh, challenge. Yeah, full gears coming yeah. up. We could throw something together. Might be yeah. a little hard to do three way, mm -hmm. but we could we could come up with something. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Alright, yeah, I think that'll do it. Uh yeah, again, like, subscribe, ring that bell, comment. Uh yeah. Uh, have a good night, everyone, and uh, check out our content, grapplesauce.com. Adios. Have a good night. Peace. Peace.